one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver, the show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you've found your show. Hey, Bus Driver, exploring the entire school transportation universe, talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey, Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I am delighted to be joined with, rejoined with Shannon Weber, Miss Shannon Weber. She's uh, going to be joining us for this episode. And we also have Stephanie Wilcoxon from Infinity Workforce. And so we're going to talk to you guys about um, a very cool training, online training platform that Infinity has to offer and hear a little bit more about that. So welcome, Shannon and Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me on. So, uh, Stephanie, how's things going in Texas? You guys getting ready to get open back up for business? We are working on it. Some parts of the state are um, are moving quicker than others. Um, of course, it depends on how the virus has affected different counties within the state as far as what the restrictions are, but we're working on it. We're moving in the right direction. How about you guys? Getting there. I think uh, the 15th for us is kind of the um, final expiration date. I know that barbershops and um, restaurants are starting to open back up. I believe today was 8th was the um, marked day for them to start getting a loose open. And uh, we're looking forward to getting some staff back on the 18th, the week of the 18th, to do some final close up for the year. So before their contracts are over for the summer. So. It's been a long time, eight weeks, I think, Shannon. It has. I think we're going on the ninth week. Uh, we'll go into the ninth week of no students and no staff. So um, we worked hard to keep them engaged and kind of keep them connected, but um, students as well as staff. But, uh, you know, it's not always easy. You have some who are technology leery and um, so it's been a little bit of a big lift, but our folks have done well. Right. And uh, I think that was one of the things with Infinity that we found out and, um, you know, was very excited to see how well our staff was able to work with it. So, Stephanie, um, yeah, how would you get into how'd you how'd you get into this business or, uh, you know, how did you get started in student transportation? Totally by chance. Um, so my background is in software sales, and um, I was working for a company selling um, software as a service to county governments and uh, you know local and state government for tax collection. And um, then somebody reached out to me from Vertical Alliance Group, and they said, hey, uh, we have a position that is open. Would you be interested in, in selling software in the uh, student transportation industry? I said, well, I don't know. You know, I, I, I had never been in the student in, in the student transportation industry before. I didn't know anybody in the industry. So I started calling some of the um, local school districts here in my area and asking them, you know, hey, there's this company that's approached me and, and this is what they do. Um, and is that something that you think has value to it? And they're like, oh, my gosh, yes, that would be amazing if we had, you know, a solution like that. 
And so I said, all right, you know, so we'll give it a shot. And um, anyway, four years later, I'm still here. Love the student transportation industry. I had no idea um, what a close-knit industry it was, um, how everybody looks out for for each other. You know, they're not scared or shy to, to share ideas that might help neighboring districts um, or transportation directors. And, and so anyway, I, I love the industry. Um, and I, I don't foresee myself moving out of this industry uh, anytime soon. It's 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 been uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun people in this industry. Nice. It, it, that is one of the things that I think is um, unique. Is it's um, uh, like corporate America. It's not a competitive industry. So you're right. People are willing to share and um, kind of walk side by side to to grow um, the work versus their individual districts. So that's always uh, refreshing. Absolutely. Um, I was really excited to hear that you and, and Jason, um, you know, have this podcast going in the student transportation industry where you have people um, who are like minded that can give information on um, products or, or things that are going on in the industry that other people may not be aware of. But now they can tune into a podcast and you guys are connecting people, you know, near and far all, all on the same wavelength with student transportation. So um, I was really excited for this opportunity to come on and talk to you guys. We are very awesome. excited to have you. So I was, I was kind of um, perusing through Facebook one day and stumbled across a, a post that I believe that you put up in a, one of the Facebook groups for school bus drivers. And that was um, about infinity being available for 30 days to, anybody I believe was kind of what you had put on there was that correct right so uh, you know with with all the COVID-19 stuff going on um, there were people here close to me that were saying you know sending an, an email so there's an email thread within the state of Texas where I'm located um, for the Texas Association of People Transportation and everybody will kind of um, jump on there and ask questions whether it's about fuel pricing or fuel storage or you know transporting students with disabilities or whatever they are they're always exchanging ideas and asking questions and um, so anyway they I had posted some information about the um, the free trial, the 30 day free trial, because one of the things that had come up was um, what are you guys doing with your school bus drivers now that, um, you know, routes are not running? Um, how are you paying them and, and what do you have them doing and how is this affecting your transportation department? Um, and so our company was already aware of this on, on the trucking side, um, because, of course, that side of the industry has has ramped up with the number of deliveries that they're doing and things like that. Um, but then on the student transportation side, there was also a need um, for some sort of online training or remote training that could still engage their drivers while staying remote um, in the social distancing climate. So um, I posted that in, in hopes that, you know, we would be able to um, help student transportation departments to, to keep their drivers engaged. You guys could push some training out to them um, and it would be free to you. Well, and one of the things that I thought um, or that I, that I think is, is really valuable about about the model is the fact that they can um, take an immediate after action assessment and like see how they did, right? So they get that immediate feedback of um, the results of their, did they retain and um, how well, and they're be competitive too, our drivers, right? And so they, they want to, they want to do it really well. So I, um, I had some, like, I didn't get a hundred, I don't understand, you know, so they were getting excited about it. So we were really happy to be able to to try it and um, and use it as a way to fill the gap um, 
and keep folks engaged and refreshed because they won't have been behind the wheel for, gosh, I think, what is it, Jason, 13 close weeks? Close to three months by the time it's all three or four months by the time it's yeah. all said and done. So, yeah. yeah so, um, right. for those that are listening, I mean, what what exactly is Infinity and how did it... Um, you know, how did it start out? How did it start into student transportation? Because you said that it was part of, it's been part of the trucking industry or used pretty heavily there. Right. So uh, originally we started as a uh, recruiting company for, for truck companies. Um, and we, we morphed into this online training um, provider through the trucking industry because we were finding drivers that didn't have their CDL and, and the companies would train them on that. Um, but then, you know, they said, well, it would be really cool if you guys could train them on, on their CDL, um, they could get their permit and then, you know, they can start with us. And so we, we really saw a need for training once they had their CDL, that's great, but now they needed some sort of preventative or ongoing training, um, to make sure that they were engaged, you know, with, with their day-to-day routines and, and that they weren't getting complacent in the things that they do every single day. Um, so we started producing content in, in our internal video production department um, for the trucking industry. And I think that we have over 900 videos now for, for that industry. Of course, they've got different regulations than student transportation does. Um, so then we started receiving some calls from the student transportation industry. And they said, hey, you know, we see that you guys have CDL training. Do you have anything for school bus drivers? That's student um, And so then. Right. So then we started producing content for student transportation, and now we've got um, over 400 videos that are specific to student transportation. Um, and, and they're short videos, you know, as you guys have seen. Um, usually our videos are anywhere from, you know, four to 12 minutes in length, something like that. Um, and if it's distracted driving that your your drivers are, are, you know, lacking or they're needing some reminders or pointers, then you can type in a search engine, you know, distracted driving within our library, and it will pull up every video that has to do with distracted driving. So although they're short in nature, you can you can assign out multiple videos over the same topic, um, and they'll watch the video, and they'll answer assessment questions. And then, of course, you guys can pull reports and see who's logging in, who's answering questions. If they missed something, what did they get wrong? Um, how long did they spend an assignment, you know, and things like that. So um, it's kind of the way we started and, and how we morphed into student transportation. But we've been serving the student transportation industry since about 2008. Um, and then the, the latest program that we've just released, the Infinity Workforce Program, um, that you guys have been using, that is the uh, the latest platform, I3 is what we call it internally, um, that we've developed. And, and prior to that, our, our name was Safe Pupil in the student transportation industry. Um, but in order to be streamlined on the trucking side as well as on the student transportation side, um, now we're just Infinity across the board instead of Infinity and then Safe Pupil on this side. It's just Infinity Workforce across the board. Nice. So um, kind of the story of us. So when you talk about um, videos and, and lessons specific to certain content, Stephanie, could um, departments also um, enhance that material with something of their own? Absolutely. Like so, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a yours, mine, and ours model um, that we have. We we strongly encourage the use of custom content is what we call it. And, and that might be a team member handbook that's specific to a school district, um, or it could be videos. You know, if you guys are um, having an in-person 
um, training session and you want to videotape that, um, you can video it and you can put it on the system. And so someone might think, well, why in the world would, would you do that? Um, but a lot of times drivers are out running routes um, or they're on field trips or they're sick that day. And then you've got to go back and, and sit with that person one-on-one -on -one and cover the same content that you've already gone over with the rest of your department. Um, and so this is a way that you can create consistency between the first message that happened and then also what that driver got um, that wasn't present in that meeting. You can put that content on the system and you can assign it out to them so that you've got a record that it was completed. Um, nice. And then you can actually create your own assessment questions. So you can check their understanding and make sure that they were engaged with the meeting. That's awesome. And would the department just send the questions to someone on your team and they would kind of work all the magic, if you will? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> so we actually have we actually have client services reps. So a big part of our company is our client success department, um, and they are phenomenal. So every time we have a client come on board with us, they are assigned a client success rep. Um, and that is their go-to person within our company. They have one person that they talk to about everything to do with their program. Um, so if they need help assigning content out, they call their person. Um, if they want help loading something, they'll send it to, to that client success rep and we'll reformat it so that it plays on our program. Um, questions go to the same person. Um, but then as a fleet, if you guys have drivers that are having a hard time um, logging in or they've logged in and now they can't find their assignment, um, they can also call into our client success department and we'll help troubleshoot that um, directly so that you guys don't have people coming in your office saying, I don't know how to do this. I can't figure it out. Um, that's part of the beauty of the program. Everything is included. Um, and the support pieces um, is big, especially in student transportation, because you do have people who are not as familiar with technology, um, you know, or, or online training. And, and so we want to make sure that that is not a burden if, if anybody is, you know, willing to, to move in this direction. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, so I had, uh, one question, like how many, is this a very big program in Texas that, you know, um, or nationwide that, people have started using this product or have you seen a lot of potential clients come in from the, I guess the free 30 day trial that um, people were able to take advantage of? Yeah, we've had, um, we've had a few people come in from the 40 day trial. Um, over 45 organizations have, have started using the program. Um, on the school side, there's um, fewer, you know, of, of them have come in. And I think part of that has to do with the stigma of online training with student transportation. Um, but then I think the other part of it is that we are very much so word of mouth um, with the student transportation industry uh, being such a close-knit network. Um, people like to try things and, and buy things from people that they know or that somebody else that they know have, have used. And so... Um, Word of mouth is definitely our biggest referral method with our program. Just like you guys, y'all would have not heard of us, you know, if I had not put something sure. on Facebook. Um, and and so it's we have not had as many people utilize the trial. However, of the departments that we have, which range in size anywhere from like 30 drivers all the way up to like 350 drivers, um, they're they're they've been very successful on the program. One one school district in particular out of the state of Arkansas. Um, they have about 150 drivers, and they have completed over 1,400 assignments um, in the last 30 days. Wow. So um, those who have tried it have been very successful with it. 
any states awesome. any states that are like picking it up as a required um you know training module for all of their bus drivers statewide absolutely so um Recently, um, as recent as February of 2020, um, the state of Tennessee um, entered into an agreement with our company, and they are um, now assigning all of their mandatory state training through the program. Um, so they've got roughly 15,000 bus drivers um, and student transportation across the state um, that will be logging in to complete their four hours of um, mandatory annual training on our program. And of course, the state of Tennessee, um, their training is is um, delivered through the Highway Patrol. And so the Highway Patrol is going to be putting together the four hours of, of mandatory training at a state level and assigning it out directly. Um, but then the school districts also have access to our library. So if they want to... Um, to issue some sort of um, preventative training to their drivers within their own district, aside from the mandatory training that the state has going out. Um, they now have access to our library and they'll be able to deliver that content out to their drivers. Um, or if it's retrain, you know, they need something. If, if somebody has turned a corner and the tail end of the bus swung out and, and hit a tree or a mailbox, mm-hmm. um, then they could assign something from the library specific to that accident. Over, kind of a post-accident. You know, Right, something that's specific to that to that accident, which is good. We were actually just talking about that yesterday in um, uh, a conversation with our leadership about right the ability to have that post accident, like you said earlier, not too large or not too small of a clip, but um, very intentional to the failure, if you will. Right. Yeah, and and that's something that. Um, I, I keep in, in close contact with our clients, of course, because um, I love I love all of our clients. I've developed relationships with these people over the last four years, and um, we're friends inside and outside of work. And a lot of the feedback that I get is that you know, with our with our training program, they're able to drill down on the the specific um, area that needs attention, and they can choose something out of the catalog. Um, that's specific to whatever that was that happened um, versus doing something like, you know, a random or generic safe driving behaviors video or something like that. They can really get into the heart of the accident or the incident and assign content specific to that infraction. It's powerful. Does this uh, program work mobily? Like, I think we had quite a few people that were able to access I think through the phone and I know that there were there's a, a method or a way that you once an assignment gets made they get like a text message or an email that says you have a new assignment is that kind of how that works yes yeah so I kind of talked about the evolution of our program and, and how this program is, is referred to internally as I3 and the old one was I2 um, so that is an enhancement for anybody who is who has previously used our, our system on the I2 platform um, they'll recognize that as, as an enhancement. So um, as long as we have some method of communication for the drivers, whether it's um, an email address or a phone number, um, when you are creating the assignment, you have the ability to send notifications. So it would send them a notification either by text or by email, whichever you know they prefer. Um, and then they, they can click on a link directly from that message that would take them into your private training site for your school district. Um, and of course, they've got a username and, and password specific to them, their login credentials, um, so that they can log in and they can complete training, whether it's on a computer, 
on a tablet, on a cell phone. Um, it is compatible with just about every device. Um, so it makes it really easy for them, especially right now with social distancing, they can sit on their couch with a, a cup of coffee um, and log in right from their cell phone and complete training. Um, and again, you guys have a record of what's what's been completed in real time. So yeah, I'm just I'm even thinking very of some easy of, to access. Thinking of some of the districts that you know don't have computers accessible in the lounge or you know really for their staff. So how to you know what does this look like for us? You know, a district that might have only twenty you know twenty drivers and um, so you know I think cost wise I'm not going to ask you that, but I, I'll just let our group know that it's pretty reasonable um you know if you've got a a trainer that's coming in and struggling to find content to put together um you know it's it's a definitely a reasonable option and uh, with you said over 1400 videos that are in the library right now um for the student transportation side of it there's over 400 videos that are in the library now yeah, um, but we are adding content. We have an internal video production department, like I said earlier. So we're adding content to the library every month. And um, so what that might look like is, is if there's something that has become outdated, um, and maybe it's just the music or it's the type of bus that was pre- presented in the video. Um, you know, they, they don't really run that kind of bus anymore. Um, then we will take things out and we will revamp them and do a re-release of the content. Or if it's something new, like the entry-level driver training that's coming out, of course, it was postponed until 2022, um, but that that type of training would also be released into the library as soon as it becomes available. And the entry level that you're speaking of is Map Map 21, as most people know of it. Right. Yep. Map 21. And that's huge. I mean, so many departments, even larger departments with just challenges and funding. I know I came my previous district, even though I had almost 100 drivers, there were only um three or four computers available to driving staff um, per location. So I had two locations and everybody was just like fighting to hop on and get just a little bit of time. So using the device, whatever the device of their choice, I guess, would be definitely helpful for those who don't either have the dollars for the um, devices for staff or even sometimes, as Jason mentioned, training. If you have one trainer, like sometimes it just right? Helps carry the load. Right. Right. And, and also if you, you know, when, when this training, when I first came into this industry, I won't say when the training first came out because I wasn't with the company then, but when I first got into this industry, part of the um, objection that I would hear is we have a trainer. We love our trainer. Our trainer is great. We don't want to get rid of our trainer. Um, but the feedback that I've gotten since, you know, I've been in the industry with people that have come on board is, oh my gosh, our trainers love this um, because it allows them a platform to put their own content on, you know, things that are specific to their own school district, but then they can also pull pull in information from our library and they can manage it all at one point. So the need for in-person training is never going to go away. You know, you're always going to want True. to engage with your drivers. You need that roundtable discussion time to, to hear what's happening on their routes and, and give feedback um, in both directions. But this is definitely a um, a nice tool to have in your toolbox, so to speak, so that your trainers aren't overwhelmed. You know, they, they can put curriculum together and assign it out on a monthly basis. That's typically how our, our clients will do it. Um, they'll pick something from the catalog, a topic that they want to cover for this month, 
and they'll assign that content out to their drivers. Um, and then when they spend time face to face, they can say, so how did you guys um, like the training over these topics? Or did you have any questions about that? Or how, are, how have you seen these sort of topics play out in, in your real world, world experience? And now they can utilize that time to discuss instead of to deliver the training. Um, so one really enhances the other. And I think it's very exciting for us, like when we talk about role playing and actually having um, instead of behind a desk or around a table, that FaceTime with our staff to be right, um, being on the bus or acting out scenarios based on content. But sometimes there just isn't time for both. So or even or even just creation of the content. I mean, when you think about sitting around and, you know, looking at a high level of what what you might want to focus on as a department for the the year coming forward and then to go create those PowerPoints or the lesson plans and then having to deliver that. Whereas I think there's value just to be able to, you know, go, Hey, let's type the search word on, you know, let's focus on backing, right? We're backing the buses. And right. if we're looking at backing, okay, here's all the list of videos and assessment questions that are already available in there. And now all of our staff just has to go out and pull our teams together and deliver it and then work on that more of the, you know, um, comprehension phase or how can we support somebody that might be struggling in this certain certain spot but it also frees up just that time now that maybe our drivers or our trainers not having to create the content can go and spend time doing ride-alongs on the buses during routes and doing more driver driver type evaluation because i mean it just it it can be so overwhelming and then you know for the people that may not have the the skill set to get on a computer and, you know, whip around and and pull a PowerPoint together and, you know, a couple hours, it might take days or, you know, weeks for somebody to to really get a polished model together. Well, and and it's frustrating for new drivers who really want to do this work well. And you say, well, why don't you just try this? But sometimes if a a training team member can be on the bus and say, I'm going to show you what I think will work, Right. Once you see how it's delivered and it's effective, it's a lot less scary to try it yourself. So it's definitely positive. So, um, Stephanie, can you talk to me about um, if we can just kind of circle back on the map 21 piece? What did you guys go through and kind of develop those 93 topics of understanding that, um, you know, the map 21 content is requiring? Yeah, so so of the pieces of content, and I hope I'm not misspe- misspeaking, um, originally I was thinking it was 63 pieces of theory, and then, of course, you've got, I think it's like 30, 30 other topics. Yeah, I think, um, I think it adds all up there. Mm-hmm. In person, yeah, and um, and so of the of the pieces of theory content, they have them broken down into different segments. So one segment would be your class B, um, the other one, of course, would be for your S endorsement, and then the last one would be for your P endorsement. Um, and so our company has already developed all of the content for the um, class B, um, as well as the S endorsement, and we're about halfway finished with the um, P endorsement. So. Um, I don't know what the date is, you know, as as far as the specific time that the uh, the content will be released into the library. Um, but I know as it's as it's being created um, and as it's being edited and the questions are being put behind it and things like that, um, then it's being released into the library. So 
Um, so, I would anticipate probably by the end of the year, it would be it would be available to our clients. So one of the things that I and this might be incorrect, and Jason, maybe you know, but you there is um, a requirement to certify your district if you are in fact going to be a MAP twenty one training um, location provider, the TRP um, registry. Right. So if we in fact are if a district opts to use um, Infinity for that piece, does that make them eligible to register as a certified training facility because they're using your material? I believe so, um, but I'm, I'm not real clear on how that works yet. So the the TPR, I think, Training Provider Registry, um, everybody has to register as a, a training facilitator. So I don't know if that's our company that registers for that or if that's the school district that registers for that. Okay. Um, but as far as who's delivering the content on the theory, um, one of the requirements is that, you know, the, the instructor has to have a class B or a P or an S endorsement, whatever portion they're, they're teaching, and they have to have had it for at least two years. Um, right. So the people who are putting our content together meet that criteria. Okay. Um, and so, yes, I think the answer to your question is yes, that we would be um, a company on TPR, on the TPR registry, um, or if you guys were listed on the TPR registry, our content would meet the requirements for the MAP 21 um, training that, that needs to take place. Yeah. And again, I'm just thinking of the, you know, the people that are just coming in or, you know, just kind of a one man band type thing where, mm -hmm. you know, the supervisor is the trainer and trying to pull that content together because, you know, I think that there's value in, in finding something that, is affordable, isn't, you know, a tooth pull, isn't, and, and is relevant content. You know, I, I mean, when I started 10 years ago, the, the videos, I think, were from <laughs> the 80s and True. before I was even born. So, um, you know, I think that's what loses trainees that, you know, are coming in when something doesn't look relevant or appear relevant. Um, so, you know, it's nice to have something that, that looks like exactly what they're going to be doing as soon as they step out of the classroom. Right, and and a lot of the um, the training that's required for Map Twenty One, um, you know, it's it's a federal mandate, and and so it has to be the same across the the board. It has to be the same across state lines, which is the point of it, right? Because they want some sort of consistency across state lines mm -hmm. with the sort of training that brand new bus drivers um, are are being given before they they get on the road, and so that's part of the beauty, you know, going back to the consistency piece of the program. It is consistent. Consistent. You know, no matter what, no matter what state you're in, the the federal government has put out guidelines what has to be um, present with each piece of content that's delivered. Um, so regardless if you're doing it yourself or you're you're you know uh, relying on a company like ours, the content has to be the same across the board. So sure. Has uh, the state of Texas received this pretty well? You know, the um, the state of Texas, a, a lot of the people, especially our larger di districts and some of our small ones, I can't even leave them out, um, they're really interested in putting this in place before the um, time frame ro rolls around, um, before they're, you know, forced to do it, I guess you could say, um, just to get everybody in the swing of things because, of course um, – not everybody likes change, you know, and so it's better if you have the ability to put it out on your own time versus when somebody is standing over you saying you have to do it now. Um, so each district is handling it differently within the state. I don't want to speak for all of them, um, but the ones that I've I've spoken to, um, 
have been very excited about putting this in place because they just feel that it makes them that much more safe, you know, when they're on the road. Sure. What's the, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, so of the ones that have already adopted this and been using this program, what, what has been some of the challenges for implementation? I mean, is it just like initial employee, you know, reluctancy to use the product or is there, um, you know, more challenges of just getting like an IT department on board with, um, you know, allowing access to a platform like this? So that's a really great question. Um, really it is. So each each department is different um, and each of them, of course, have their own needs or wants for, for why they're adopting our program. Um, and And sometimes the department, depending on the size of it, um, are completely in sync. You know, they've, they've got their own HR department within the school district or within the transportation department. They've got their own finance person within the transportation. They're a huge department, you know, and they're run like a well-oiled machine. Um, and, and those people will align in such a way that it is the executive team that says going forward, this is the expectation of the department and this is what you'll do. And I think when the expectation is set from the top down like that versus one person, maybe it's the transportation director that looks at our program and they say, man, this is awesome. We really need this. Um, And then, of course, the trainer will come in and they're like, wow, this is cool. So where does that leave me? Um, So sometimes there's some reluctance, you know, with with implementing the system, because I think that um, it's not always clearly communicated what the expectation of our program is there to do. Um, And so the the people who have been most successful with our program are those who have had a collaborative approach in implementing it. Usually if their implementation is successful, they are rock stars on the program. Um, but in order for the implementation to be successful, they have to to plan how are we doing this and what is the expectation with it before they even start rolling it out. Right. Um, and I, so is the expectation, go ahead. I'm sorry, I was just saying, like I think with any new technology or, or any um, uncomfortable transition, um, leadership has to say, this is the new normal. It can't be like you were saying, like wishy-washy, right? It has to be collaborative and it has to be just... Right the new way to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and it, transportation is, is, um, is very close knit and, and almost like family, you know, each, each transportation department is like family. Nobody is in the student transportation, um, that doesn't really have a love for this industry. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, sometimes when, when a director is making a decision, Hey, we're going to put this in place. They're like, Oh man, my drivers aren't going to like this. Um, which is awesome because they care enough what the driver perception is going to be. You know, some industries, they don't care. This is the norm. We don't care if you like it or not. Do it. Um, but student transportation is they really care what, what the driver feedback is going to be, what the driver perception is going to be. And so sometimes, you know, we'll have somebody that goes in thinking, oh, this is going to be great. And then their drivers will say, man, we don't want to do that. You know, we we don't want to get on computer and do training. Um, and then all of a sudden, transportation director or the trainers are kind of like, what do we do now? They don't want to do it. Um, but really, it is it is from the top down, you know, and and once the drivers start using it, even in even in that scenario that I just gave, um, they're pleasantly surprised, surprised at, at what it is. It, it's not hard to use. If you can get into Facebook, you can get into the program. It's it's the same kind of concept. Um, and the only thing that you see are things that need to be completed. So it's not like you you log in and see 400 videos staring at you and you've got to sort through them and, you know, pick the right one. 
Um, if, you're, if your director or your trainer has assigned it to you, that's the only thing that you see. And once it's been completed, it's gone, you know, and, and you don't see anything in your classroom until something else is assigned. So as far as the adoption rate of, of the program, I think that that's probably the biggest hurdle that I have seen um, is transportation directors, you know, being cautious about whether or not their their drivers are going to like it. Um, and then they're kind of hesitant, you know, with the implementation process. Sure. Does it keep a like a transcript, a running transcript of, you know, say a driver has been with a district for five years and over the five years, does it keep like a running transcript or provide any kind of certificates automatically that are built into the program that if a, a driver wanted to print out and just kind of have like their own portfolio of, you know, things there hours they've, of they've, training. Yeah, hours mm-hmm. of certification or, um, you know, completion of, of said modules. Absolutely. So the program does keep track of all of the training that's been completed all the way back to the first person who has ever completed training in our program. We still have record of that. Um, and we've yet to, to destroy any of those records. So anything that's been completed, if somebody has logged in, um, there's, there's a digital footprint for that. Um, if somebody has completed training and I want to go back and see which training modules that I have personally completed, I can go into my, my system and, and see, you know, my classroom, what's been assigned, what's been completed. If I want to pull certificates for that, I can pull my own certificates. Um, there's basically three areas in the user's classroom experience that they have access to, and that is their assignments, whether it's current or complete. Um, their certificates of completion, things that they've done in the past, and then their resource center. So the resource center um, is really key, especially with custom content. If you guys are assigning like your team member handbook, if you put that on there and you want to put questions behind it to make sure that everybody is on the same page with what the expectations are, you can you can create that as an assignment. They read through it. They answer the questions. You have a record of that. Um, and then it would automatically move into the resource center. So if they want to pull it up at a later time, they can just log in and they can click on resources and reread that team member handbook for whatever question it is that they're looking for. Would that, would so, that apply to the videos as only, well? Like if they say I want to be refreshed on, on that backing piece that we talked about, man, I can't remember. So they can just go in there and rewatch that video. Right. So it's, it's up to you guys as administrators over the program, what you want them to see in their resource. So when you're creating an assignment, if you want them to have access to that video later, then you would just check mark during the assignment creation process that you want it to be an assignment and a resource, and then it would move for them into their resource center. So that's up to you guys as administrators. That's nice. So anything, I mean, outside of infinity, is there, uh, or at least the, you said I3, was that the, the current program that we're on? What does, right. I mean, what do you, is there, what can we look forward to for those that maybe are existing customers, anything that's uh, exciting on the horizon that you might be able to share? Yeah, the uh, the MAP21 thing is is definitely the, the biggest, um, I guess, part piece of interest, you know, for our clients, what's, what's ahead for us. Um, MAP21 training, the ELD training, um, but also just keeping all of the content fresh in there. So even if it's outside of the ELD training, um, because we have our internal video production department, um, we take our client feedback and, and we look at, you know, the library. And if the client says, hey, we were just watching this video and this is completely outdated and, and that needs to be revamped, 
um, then we would submit that into our video production department and do a re-release or just completely scrap it and recreate a video for that topic. Um, and so I think that that's one thing that will remain exciting for our clients because it's, it's not going to be the same stale content. You know, if you were to purchase, we started out in the DVD uh, realm, so I feel comfortable in saying it's not the same stagnant um, collection of DVDs, um, you know, whereas maybe they're going to get scratched or they're going to get lost or um, you purchase the DVDs and nothing has really changed as far as the um, content that's involved there, except for the buses are outdated, the hair doesn't look the same, the music that's right. in the background is bad, <laughs> the cars that you're seeing on the road are not what you'd see today. Um, so I think that's an exciting aspect. Now that we've moved into a digital format, we can we can constantly keep our, our content fresh. Can uh, clients request like a specific topic if they don't find one? Or make like a product absolutely. suggestion to to your team. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's part of the beauty of our company because we're we're not so big that um, we don't take client feedback. Um, so anything that our clients see on the system, I know that I've had a couple that have gone through the trial. Um, and they said, hey, we really like your platform, but we thought this would be a great addition. Um, those have already been submitted to our IT team. And what they'll do is they'll look at um, what the suggestion was and then how that might be beneficial to our company and also to our clients. Um, and then they'll say, yes, we think that's important or yes, that's a great idea, but these other things take priority right now. Um, and then they'll put them on a list. And so with the new program, we're constantly running updates on it. It's a live program that we can update, you know, as we go. We don't have to take the whole system down to do that. Um, and so we'll roll updates to the system based off of um, internal feedback, but also from client feedback. So how long would someone who um, submitted, let's say, a video or some coursework um, to your um, technology or video folks before they would see it in their um, library or classroom choices? I think it probably depends on how long the content is, um, you know, for, for us to reformat it because um, each minute of video, you know, that, that's submitted to us, um, we'll have to play it and reformat it so that it, it plays in our program. So, of course, the longer the video, the longer it's going to take to get up and running. I think like the state of Tennessee, they've got four hours of custom content that they're going to be putting um, on the system. And so that may be a week to two week project to get all of those sure. videos loaded and the questions put behind them. But typically, if it's like a PDF document or if it's just a, a quick video, of, you know, some sort of in-person training, maybe like two to three days. Okay. Um, it would take for us to get that in there and reformat it and have it ready for you guys to play on your own program. Nice. Yeah, very nice. I, I, I've i been very impressed with the, the platform and, you know, I, I, because of how quickly we rolled this out and took advantage of it, we didn't really obviously have time like we normally would have been able to front load with our staff in a safety meeting and let them know, hey, by the way, this is coming. So there were a lot of them that received a text message that they all thought was spam and didn't know if they should click the link. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but it was, you know, pretty well received. I think we had, what, 75% or 80% of our, st you know, our staff that actually used the the program um, right. More over than the course of 30 days. Yeah, so um, I think yeah, most I of think them Yeah, I think you guys were, were over 80%. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were over 80% in the first week. Yeah, and so they were excited. I think they were excited to have something. I think that they were um, excited to be able to um, use it and try it. I'm going to say kind of 
in the privacy of their own space in case it was hard or in case they fumbled and stumbled. Um, where at work, right, they're out in an open area where they have resources and tools, but um, if it takes longer or, you know, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's easier to try something new when you have just a moment of privacy, but they definitely um, liked it. They wanted to know about their scores. They like to be able to see the progress. So it was very positive. That's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, that brings to light the um, announcement page. That's one thing that um, I haven't mentioned, but we, we just implemented the announcement page on I3 um, that can be turned off if you don't want to use it, but you can recognize team members. So if you have people, um, you said your drivers are competitive and you, and you want to recognize like these 10 drivers were the first 10 to complete their assignment this month, oh. um, you can recognize them. Yeah. So when people log in, that's the first thing that they see. Um, or if you want to do a driver of the month, whoever it is that logs in, they'll see the picture of the driver of a month that you've put up there and, you know, kudos to them. So it's, it's really a great tool. Um, even though you're distant, you know, socially distant with COVID-19, but even though you're distant, um, you, you're still collaborative. You're still on the same page. You're still, it's still team, you know? Sure. So, nice. um, if, you know, those that are listening want to find out more about this platform or be able to see a, a demo, um, how can they find out more and how can they reach you, Stephanie? So my direct extension, um, I handle the um, student transportation um, portion of our new business. Um, my, my direct phone number is 903-251-1671. Um, I'm in Texas in the Dallas area, and so it is central time. Um, typically, I'm in the office from 8 to 5, but student transportation hours are sometimes earlier than that and much earlier than that and sometimes later than that. So um, mm -hmm. my schedule is flexible. If there's somebody who would rather see the program in the morning before things get crazy, um, we can do an early morning appointment or we can run later, um, whatever whatever you know works with their schedule. But they can also take a look at the um, website, infinityworkforce.com. Infinity is spelled I-N-F-I-N-I-T-I. Um, so infinity with an I on the end instead of a Y workforce.com. And there's a section on there for, um, student transportation. So either way, um, or by email, stephanie.wilcoxon at verticalag.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E dot W-I-L-C-O-X-S-O-N at verticalag.com. Um, email me or call me directly and we can set up a meeting via Zoom that you guys can put your eyes on the system. You can look at it, um, go through it. We're still doing the 30-day trial. So if anybody has interest in trying it out for 30 days to push some, some training out um, while you're not running your regular routes, um, then you can do that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very cool. And I, I want to commend um, you guys for for offering that uh, platform up for 30 days for people to take advantage of it. I, you know, I know there were a lot of lot of departments struggling as this, you know, this all happened pretty quickly. And, and it was kind of a now what? Right. So um, I, I passed right. the word along to several of our colleagues here in the valley that right. wanted to take as advantage of it. And um you know, so kudos to you guys for doing that. And I, I think it's really great. Like I said, it's, I think it's going to be beneficial to 
trainers that really just want, like you said, that tool in their tool belt that they can grab and they go, hey, what's, you know, what's our monthly focus this month? Let's see what videos are out there. They create a lesson from that and then now focus on the delivery of the content rather than the actual creation of the content, I think is very helpful. It is. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be positive for sure. Well, Stephanie, uh, thank you for your time. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, Any final thoughts that you'd like to share or anything like that before I close it up? No, I'm just ecstatic that you guys um, really have utilized the program um, and done it well. It's it's really amazing to me. Um, the 30-day trial, you know, the implementation process uh, that our um, clients have put in place within the 30 days. I mean, with COVID-19 coming through and completely wrecking um, the way that we normally think about things in our normal lives and do business, um, those school districts who have come on board and they've, they've utilized our um, free trial period have put out a significant amount of training, um, your district being one of them. And so kudos to you guys for not being scared to try something outside of the norm um, and, and give your drivers the opportunity to, to use the online system. Um, it's, been, it's been really great working with you guys. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on um, your podcast as well. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. And like I said, I think um, it'll be definitely interesting to see, you know, how the rest of the next couple months develop and and really see how this platform develops over the next year or so with uh, Map 21 coming in. So um, that's it for now. We're going to close it up. Just remember, you guys can follow us on social media at Hey Bus Driver Podcast uh, on Facebook twitter instagram and we are also on linkedin for those professionals that are listening give us a a look up on linkedin and uh, we'll close it up for now i appreciate both shannon and stephanie for joining us today and uh, everybody stay safe and hopefully we'll be getting back to uh, business here soon thank you for sure thank you thanks guys you've been listening to hey bus driver thanks for being part of our community If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.